Welcome to the final regular season NFL episode of the Bull Take Podcast, at least for this uh, season. I'm Austin Wader. With me, as always, the man Austin Hill. Now, we're hope we're we're gonna hopefully everything sounds good, but if if, if it sounds a little weird today, that's because we are not together. We're doing this uh, from different locations. Uh, we had some stuff come up where we couldn't do it in person, but we're still getting you an NFL episode. So how you doing, Austin? Yeah. I'm doing great. Just pushing right along through, and I'm ready to talk some football, that's for sure. Yeah, so we did not do an episode uh, last week because, obviously, uh, this man was in New Orleans for the Sugar Bowl, and I was moving to a new location, and I am at the new location. I hope it doesn't sound very echoey, but, <laughs> you know, so this is what we're going to be working with. Uh, but enough about that. Let's talk about what happened in the NFL this past week, and so what a weekend, not just the stuff on the field, but off the field as well. Yeah, crazy weekend. So let's start with the with the one that obviously everyone wants to talk about, and that is a Mr. Antonio Brown, a man who, when he was with the Steelers, I bought, I got his jersey. I had a special autograph thing from him that I got. I was a huge fan of him, and now I can't stand the dude, especially – after what he did this weekend against the Jets, for some reason, having a huge outburst on the sideline in which he took his pads off, took his shirt off, left the sideline in the middle of the game, and run ran across the end zone before sprinting into the tunnel. And, you know, after the game, Bruce Arian said he was no longer a Buccaneer. And that was clear whenever the very next day he was spotted at a Brooklyn Nets NBA game. But despite all that being said, he is still on the active roster for Tampa Bay, even though Bruce Arians did say he's no longer a Buccaneer. Just your thought on the whole situation, Austin. Um, well, I do think no matter what the cause was, it was an extremely uh, over-the-top reaction, and I think that that is something that we can't just keep allowing to happen. But Absolutely. I have heard some rumors now. The Buccaneers are obviously providing a different, uh, and Bruce Arians are providing a very different story. But there would be a reason for that. But some people around the league are believing that Antonio Brown was very close to almost a million dollars in bonuses, which in theory he would have been able to achieve in the next two games. Um, and uh, there's some people around the league and, you know, around – the internet, uh, quite frankly, that believe that they tried to bench Antonio Brown so they wouldn't have to pay him. Um, and now, however true that may be, we don't know. Obviously, the Buccaneers are providing a different explanation for what happened, whether that is the actual case or not, because it doesn't look good uh, if you're cheating a player out of his money. Like I said, I think he was, what, like eight receptions, a touchdown, and like 50 yards away from – all those bonuses. That all um, checks out, yep. Something like that. So, you know, obviously something that could be done over the course of the second half of that game and their next game. Um, and so a lot of people think this reaction may have come as a result of being benched. Um, of the first sources even said that he was benched. Um, obviously, like I said, Bruce Arians has provided a, uh, an alternate story where he actually was not trying to bench Antonio Brown, 
but trying to put him back in the game. Um, so, you know, I hope the NFL actually gets to the bottom of these details because while I think Antonio's re- reaction was a bit ridiculous, had he not reacted this way, maybe we wouldn't actually get to the bottom of this and know the truth. Um, uh, of course, you know, no matter what comes out of this, I think it's ridiculous. And, you know, if, if he wants a place in this league, he's going to have to mature and act his age. He's a 30-something-year-old man. Um, but uh, I don't think that – I think that if the Buccaneers were trying to cheat this man out of his money, then there also needs to be some uh, actions taken against the the organization because that, as we all know, is completely bogus. Yeah, that is – that's very true. You know, I don't know – we don't know for sure because, like you said, we've heard – Two different stories about the situation. Yeah. So, you know, I don't really know what to think of it. But uh, for some reason, he even though Bruce Arians said he was no longer a Buccaneer, uh, he's still on the active roster. And, you know, it's people are confused about it. You know, I thought you said he was no longer on the team. That normally means you would release him. You would think. Yeah. Um, you know, no trade deadline. So, obviously, the only way out is to cut. Uh, Antonio Brown. Um, my thought is, um, you know, maybe Bruce Arian spoke too soon, and you know, with Tom Brady on the team, who does like Antonio Brown, um, and you know, has been there for Antonio Brown a lot in the past. Um, you know, Tom Brady probably has the final say, and maybe Tom Brady is trying to help repair relationships. Uh, I honestly think this one goes through Tom. Yeah, I agree. And also, apparently Tom Brady did not even see what uh, happened on the sideline. Uh, he was because, playing offense. Yeah. So, so that, he, that is why. Yeah. So he didn't see what happened. Uh, you know, obviously we'll wait and see for that. But uh, we'll dive into what happened Else, what else happened this past weekend? Now, before we do that, we have our final college football episode of the season, talking about playoff disappointment, some big time bowl games, and then obviously the SEC national championship game between Bama and Georgia. You'll make sure you want to go listen to that one. Absolutely. So now, some, some good talk in there. Yeah, absolutely. So now let us dive into what happened this weekend. First, let's talk about a team that, you know, me and you at the NFL draft this year, we gave them a lot of a lot a lot of stuff for not picking who we thought they should have picked. But the Cincinnati Bengals with a comeback win against the Kansas City Chiefs that clinches them the AFC North. Could you have imagined at the start of this year out of the four teams in the AFC North that Cincinnati would come out on top? Um, no, I think uh, everybody put two AFC North teams in the playoffs at least, and the Bengals were not in there in our preseason picks. Um, if that tells you anything, yeah, I mean, uh, I, you know, I never thought Jamar Chase was a bad pick. Thought he'd be a great option for the future. However, I, you know, I just thought that Joe Burrow needs some protection, and honestly, they they stayed in house with their offensive line really built up from the guys they already had, and the line has just looked better. Um, so I got to give props to those guys for stepping up and being better um, and, you know, give props to the Bengals for knowing what they were doing. Yeah, definitely. And also their defense that has stepped up this year and made several big plays. 
So oh, yes, for sure. Uh, so you know, there's a lot of good going on in Cincinnati now. But this is a question I want to ask you. Cincinnati has been kind of up and down the whole year. I mean, they blew out the Ravens one week, and then they got completely destroyed by the Chargers at home. Do you think Cincinnati is capable of making a Super Bowl run this year? Um, I do because uh, it's it's all going to be about how teams finish the season. Um, we I, I think we can confidently say there's no favorite in the AFC. Fair. Uh, Everybody wanted to talk about Kansas City now on their little comeback rise, but they struggled at the beginning of the season, and now they lose a big game due to some costly penalties at the end of that game. Very so true. that defense is going to have to step up, which is what you know we both talked about at the beginning of the season. We've talked about during the losing streak, during the win streak. That secondary has got to get better. Their offense is not uh, this enigma anymore. People know how to defend it, and they can keep the offense scoring less points, and that defense becomes more important. And I think we're seeing right now, you know, just how much of a struggle uh, they're having without having a solid defense, a defense that made too many mistakes and, you know, getting that personal foul there at the end that to give uh, Cincinnati a brand-new first down, absolutely boneheaded that completely cost them the game. Yeah, definitely. So you never know, Cincinnati and Kansas City – might might meet again in the playoffs. And Absolutely. what would no, no doubt if it's as good as the game that was this past weekend, we're in for a treat, no doubt. Yeah, so, I mean I it's tickets flying uh at that rate. Yeah. So next up we'll talk about the Tennessee Titans, a team that started the year super strong, then lost Derrick Henry, had a couple missteps, but absolutely destroyed the Dolphins this weekend to not only end the Dolphins' win streak, but also eliminated them from playoff contention. And Tennessee with the win and the Kansas City loss now just needs to beat the Houston Texans next week, and they are going to be the number one seed in the AFC. Oh, and did I mention, they're doing this all without Derrick Henry, who just came off the IR and, while not expected to play this week, is expected back for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, a big win against the Texans. That That's what they really need. They win against the Texans. Derrick Henry is now off the IR. So then you get a weak break as the number one seed, and that really will give Derrick Henry all the time he needs to make a comeback and help this team make a Super Bowl run. Hard not to be excited if you're a Titans fan, that's for sure. Yeah, and not to mention also Julio Jones is expected to be back and maybe get an extra week to get 100% healthy. Maybe A.J. Brown still has some lingering injuries. That extra week could help him. Overall, the Titans, if they, to me, if they want to make a deep playoff run, they need this. They need to be the number one seed. They have to. Absolutely. It's going to give them plenty of time to recover. And, you know, just that momentum of a, you know, a nice win streak going into the playoffs uh, to really just help them out a ton. 100%. So next up, we will move over to the NFC, where we talk about what was the game of the week to a lot of people between Arizona and Dallas. The Cardinals lost DeAndre Hopkins uh, a few weeks ago, maybe can return for the playoffs, and a lot of people started writing them off when they lost. I think it was, what, three or four in a row? Yep. And so, you know, they went into Dallas. Nobody gave them a shot to go into Dallas and win. Dallas had been on fire the whole year. But credit to the Cardinals. They went into Dallas, 
and got a very impressive win against the Cowboys team that a lot of people thought was the best team in the NFC. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, Kyler Murray really uh, put on a show, and the man is 8-0 in AT&T Stadium since high school. So maybe stop uh, counting this guy out in Texas. He he loves that home state near and dear to his heart. So, uh, you know, he's a he's a thrilling player to watch. Absolutely. And now the way the playoffs are set up right now, these two could be meeting very well in the wild card round in Dallas again. So that talk about just playing them two weeks after, ago and now playing them in a wild card game would be a very interesting matchup indeed. And especially if Arizona is able to get DeAndre Hopkins back. Yeah. Adds an extra layer to that offense. Um, and you know, you got, you got DeAndre Hopkins. That's a, that's a tough guy to stop. Even if you got Trayvon Diggs. Yeah. Most overrated defensive back in the NFL. But anyway, we will take a look at the playoff implications now for this weekend. Now, it's pretty simple for the AFC. It's pretty simple for the Raiders and the Chargers. This man across from me, of course, has been high on the Raiders the entire season. Or not across from me, uh, with me doing the recording. Uh, um, uh, Yeah, has been high on the Raiders all year long. And now... They face the L.A. Chargers with the winner going to the playoffs and the losers out unless the Colts lose to the Jaguars. And if the Raiders and Chargers tie, they go to the playoffs. Both teams do. So, you know, you got to wonder, if the Colts were to lose to Jacksonville, would there even be a point to playing this game on Sunday night? Um, Realistically, there's not. Um, I would imagine – that the NFL just flexed this game to Monday night football or Sunday yeah. night football, I believe. Um, so I imagine that the NFL is, you know, sending memos, uh, both of those teams ways and saying, Hey, we want to see a competitive football game. Um, you know, no kneeing it out. None of that business. If Jacksonville wins, we still want to see you guys play a good game. We don't want to see none of this tying business. So it makes me think that the NFL might have something to say about it because they don't want their primetime game to get kneed out and be 0-0 because both teams can make it in. But, of course, that's Jacksonville has to beat the Colts. Yeah, and not only do the Chargers and the Raiders need to be rooting for that, they need the, the Steelers will also need the Jaguars to somehow beat the Colts and the Ravens for the Jaguars to beat the Colts. And then that way, the winner of that Steelers-Ravens game would be into the playoffs uh, if the as long as the Raiders and Chargers didn't end in a tie. Yeah. So, you know, we really um, – these teams are going to have to uh, – I, I, you know, I wouldn't mind a tie because that guarantees the Raiders getting in at that stage. But <laughs> And making you look like a – Genius, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> I know that that's not what anybody wants to see for Sunday Night Football. I'll tell you what, if we if we beat the Ravens and then the Colts lose and that happens, I don't know I don't know what will happen. If they, like, go out and tie the game or just say, hey, we chose not to play the game, I don't know what I'd do. Well, yeah, that would suck. Yeah. So now in the NFC, it's down to two teams, the 49ers and the Saints. It is simple for the 49ers. They play the 12-4 and Rams, who, you know, are 
I don't think they've have they officially clinched the division. I don't no, know. No, they if they lose and the Cardinals win, they lose the division. I believe exactly. So you got a 49ers team that needs to win an in versus the Rams, who are still seeking a division title, and the Saints, who are facing a Falcons team that's already been eliminated, and. All the Saints got to do is win and the 49ers lose, and the Saints would get that final playoff spot. So it's it's going to be interesting. Do you, How do you think the 49ers – what do you think the 49ers have got to do to be able to beat the Rams? Man, I really don't want the 49ers to win because then I look like a genius for saying that the Eagles and the Saints would take those last two spots. <laughs> um, uh, that was my guarantee two weeks ago. Um, yes, it was. But, you got the Eagles right. But ultimately, man, it, it just comes down to – the Niners have really got to come in, you know, with that run game. Their run game is what's so dominant about them. Um, ultimately, I think what their problem is going to be is that the, uh, you know, the the Rams are not taking this game off. They can't afford to. Home field no. advantage in the wild card is on the line here. Um, yeah. You know, you're playing in L.A. and it doesn't matter who you play. You lose this game and you're going somewhere else. And you know they've held this uh, leader spot. They've held this uh, top spot in the division for quite a while. So I think I would be uh, you know surprised if the Rams didn't pull this one out just because the 49ers really looked sloppy ever since losing Jimmy G. Yeah, and you know there's a lot of people that think Jimmy G might play this week, and there's some thinking that they're going to have to rely on rookie QB Trey Lance to be able to get into the playoffs, which. You never want to put that kind of pressure on a rookie that hasn't even played, like, five games. Yeah, it'd be one thing if we're talking Mac Jones here, who's played the whole season, had a good season, knows the offense, you know, and do-or-die situation. But we're talk we're talking about Trey Lance, who's really just been, you know, has his own special package, been more of a Taysom Hill, um, if anything, for them. And now he's been thrust in the starting position, much like Taysom Hill this season. Um <laughs> to, you know, come out here and clinch a playoff spot. Yeah, so we'll have to – we'll wait and see on that one. But uh, now let us talk about a new thing off the field that was announced, I believe, yesterday. The Washington fo- football team has announced that they will be – have an official new name uh, come out on February 2nd. Now the finalists for the name are the Armada, the Presidents, the Brigade, the Red Hawks, Commanders, Red Wolves was a finalist, but that was uh, taken out due to trademark issues. The Defenders, and somehow the Washington, the football team is still a finalist. So, uh, any predictions for the new name of the Washington football team? Um, honestly, I'd be shocked if it was still the football team. I know it was a hit with a lot of people. I'm actually not anti-football team. It's kind of caught on for me. But if I think if it was the football team, they would just announce it right now. They wouldn't wait. Yeah. And, and plus they said new name, new logo. So my guess would be probably the Red Hawks because that sounds really cool. The Washington Red Hawks. It does have a pretty good ring to it. Uh, but I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with that they're going to stick with the football team and they're just going to have a brand new logo. You want to know Why? Because Dan Snyder is just one lazy man. I agree. So uh, that's what we that's what we think about it. 
uh, we'll have to wait and see on February 2nd if we will have a new meme for the NFL. So now let us talk about our team's gains from this past weekend, or we can go back to past two. I prefer not to go past two because of the Chiefs-Steelers game. Well, but let's just do the last week because I hardly remember two weeks ago. We were just so good. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. So uh, your Bears took care of business against the Giants. Just, just your thoughts on the game. Oh, man, it really came down to some great offense or great defense that turned into a really easy offense. Um, coming into the game, uh, and I know this little factoid for you, um, the Bears were the only team in the NFL without a touchdown drive inside of the 50. Uh, yeah. So all season they had not been able to take uh, care of the ball inside the 50. They couldn't take advantage of the short field. Um, on the, our first two drives on offense, we scored touchdown drives inside the 50. Um, so finally, you know, get that weight off your shoulders. Goodness. Uh, <laughs> but our defense came out hard. Um, they took advantage of a, you know, depleted Giants roster. Mike Glennon playing. You never want that. Trust me, I know. <laughs> uh, and, you know, exactly what happens. Uh, you know, Travis Gibson got in there on the, First play of the game, stripped the ball out of Mike Glennon's hands. And by Lyle Nichols, almost scored a touchdown on the fumble recovery, but he got tackled out at the one, so David Montgomery just ran it in for a touchdown. Um, but really, it just came down to really good defense, really good offense. Um, you know, we actually just played some of our best football this season. Um, and, you know, hopefully that can be something that some of these guys build on Darnell Mooney. David Montgomery, Travis Gibson, and Byla Nichols, especially those are guys are going to be young cornerstones for the future of this defense. Yeah, so obviously it was a big win, a uh, big you know boost made for the season. Maybe, maybe it helps uh, Matt Nagy maybe hold on to his job. Um, I've heard reports that they're just letting them finish the season. Oh, that's that's heartbreaking. Oh, yeah, truly, no. truly heartbreaking. But it would not <laughs> surprise me if Matt Nagy has done enough to save his job. Um, Ryan Pace is that kind of forgiving. Fair, but who knows? Maybe maybe Ryan Pace won't get the opportunity to say he gets to keep yeah, his job. <laughs> I, that may be our only chance. Is it might not be Ryan Pace's choice? Yeah, but we'll wait and see for the Bears. The Steelers, of course, got the win against the Browns on Monday night. Now, listen, let me say this. I have been critical of Ben ever since I started this podcast. I have been very critical of him. This man, but doing it with me, can't confirm. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you know, I got to I gotta give him uh, respect. He wanted to go out on his own terms. You know, a lot of people, including me, thought he should have retired after that. Uh, elbow injury that he got a few years ago. So, yep. you know, Cleve, uh, but, you know, he did it. He got the win in this potentially his final home game. He hasn't specifically said that he's retiring or it was his last game. But I got to tell you, the way he walked around the field after that game, the way he was doing the interviews and stuff, it, it seemed very much like it was going to be his final game. Uh, yeah. After uh, I mean, we we I think we all know for sure the Steelers ha are are not interested, and in, you know another season. Um, yeah, uh, that's been obvious for a while. Um, but 
you know, the, you're right. The way he acted, the way he walked, I, I don't know that I, I don't know that he's looking for a, a new team, looking to go help New Orleans bridge the gap to their next quarterback, help Washington bridge the gap, help uh, Miami maybe if they're you know looking to change it up. Um, you know, I th- I think that you know he he had his piece, and you know he's going to go out next week and do everything he can to get a playoff spot. But it, it seemed like he made his piece out there on that field, especially after getting that win. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, let me clarify. Just because we won and it was Ben's last game, the offense still was terrible. <laughs> um, you know, the offense did not do their part for most of the game. The defense was phenomenal. TJ Watt, do, do I have to say anything else? Do no, I defensive need to player say, of the year. Defensive player of the year. It should be a unanimous defensive player of the year. He is one. Yeah, if he has uh, one, if he has a sack and a half next week against the Ravens, he will set the record for most sacks in a single season. And you people want to be like, oh, he did that with an extra game, blah, blah, blah. He missed two games this year. So yeah. you people can just shut it with your, oh, this extra game's caused records. No, nah, even if it was the last season – you know, and he would have played 16 games, he still would have broken this record. So, absolutely. And not to mention, he's going up against the Ravens uh, tackle Alejandro Villanueva, who, let's face it, has not been good for the Ravens this year. So, I'm feeling pretty no. confident he's going to get it done. But, you know, like I said, it was, a, it was a good way for Ben, if it was his last game, uh, it was a good way for him to go out uh, on top. Absolutely. So, real quick, I just thought to add this before we do our uh, game picks now. Uh, you know the thing? Every Monday after the final week of the regular season, it is known as Black Monday in the NFL. Many coaches and many GMs, uh, if they make it through that day, then they celebrate. So, uh, I got to ask you, you know, Preferably someone besides the Bears. Who would you think is someone that you think will be gone on uh, on Black Monday, as they call it? Yeah, I'll I'll dodge the Bears because I think everybody is, you know, uh, realizing that one's going to come through. Yeah. Um, but I would not be surprised to see Cleveland part ways with Kevin Stefanski, um, and then or. Uh, Minnesota will definitely be parting ways with Mike Zimmer. I think those are two likely candidates. Yeah, I was going to go more on Mike Zimmer. Now, listen, Mike Zimmer is a very good coach. Don't get me wrong on that. Yeah, but, he's just yeah. far too defensive-minded. Yeah, that's that's the problem. Far too defensive-minded, and the team's been close every once in a while. But guess what? Getting you close every year, getting close to the playoffs, isn't going to help you keep your job. Getting to the playoffs is going to help you keep your job. Yeah, uh, the the man's best years are on the backpack of literal miracles from Stephon Diggs. Um, very, very, very true. So, uh, you know, uh, I should have said trigger warning for uh, all those New Orleans Saints fans before <laughs> I spoke. Um, but you know, that's yeah. that. You know, that's arguably his best season, and it's on the back of you know one of the luckiest plays in the history. Great play. Um, you know, gives you chills to watch, but incredibly lucky. One that I know has reportedly said that will not happen, but it should have happened. Uh, the Giants, they need they need to clean house. I don't care what anyone says. They they yeah. need to do it. 
and they're reportedly not going to, uh, they, they, they need to do it. If they want to have any shot at being successful next year, they need to change their mind and get rid of Joe Judge and uh, Dave Gentleman. Um, yeah, I, I, they tried this little Joe Judge experiment, and it's just not really working. He just needs to go back to doing special teams with the Patriots. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> they tried this experiment. They blindsided everybody by taking a special teams coach. And, you know, it just hasn't paid off. He's got a great energy. I've loved the way to see him coach. He coaches with so much passion. But that doesn't translate into any success. No. <laughs> so, yeah, that's our predictions. Black Monday. You never know. There's always one of the one of those two surprising ones, too, that we might not see coming uh, afterwards. Absolutely. So, but now we will get into our game picks. Now, our pick records right now. Overall, from all the picks from the last time we did it, we both went three and three, which means this man, Austin Hill, does still have a one-game lead over me at 37 and 39, and I am 36 and 40. Now, for this uh, game picks, we're doing a, a little bit more than we normally do because a lot of these games have playoff implications on them. But we'll start with one that, unfortunately, will not have any playoff implications between the Bears and the Vikings. I think I know where you're going with it, but give a little preview, if you would. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say the Bears are going to win this game. The Bears have, you know, won two in a row, uh, and we're going to be playing the same guys we've been playing. We're going to let Robert Quinn do his thing because we want him to just absolutely obliterate this record. He's already broken it, already set a new record. But just to keep going, um, you know, make a mark that him and Polio compete for next year. Um, that's the hope. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm so, going to go. Yeah. You were saying? Yeah. So we're going to let, you know, the we're letting the same guys play that have been playing. And, you know, the Vikings, uh, I, I know that Kirk is probably not playing another game this season. I'd be very surprised if Dalvin Cook comes out there. I think, honestly, just the guys we're willing to play. Or just don't compare to the guys they're willing to play. And so I think it's just going to come down to a very not pretty Bears win. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know how much attention I'll be playing, paying attention to this game. I'll keep an eye on it. I won't. But, uh, I won't watch it. it. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm going to go with the Bears. Justin Fields reportedly is starting. So that that's, my, that's confidence enough for me to go with the Bears, especially. And a loss by the Vikings here would no doubt ensure – that Mike Zimmer would be fired. Uh, absolutely. So next up is one that, barring on another game's result, could have playoff implications. Steelers versus Ravens, ben, potentially Ben's last game. Lamar Jackson may or may not play. We don't know. But uh, who, who do you got in this one? Uh, I, I got to take the Steelers in this one. The Ravens have been up and down all season with or without Lamar. And, you know, with no return for Lamar inside, they have really struggled without Lamar. So I, I got to take the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, I was going to pick them no matter what. So, uh, but no, I agree. You know, and don't get me wrong, Tyler Huntley has done fairly good for the Ravens in some of the games. So, absolutely. That do, so that does worry me a little bit. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Steelers, get the win here. And that puts us in position for the next one. Colts versus Jaguars. I know what you're thinking. Why would we pick this game? It's obvious the Colts are going to win. Well, that's because I'm going with the Jaguars. 
that's because the Steelers need the Jaguars to somehow beat the Colts to get into the playoffs. Uh, I think I know you're probably going to go with the Colts, but uh, what, what do you think about – who do you got? Um, You know, I'm hoping for all mayhem to break loose here, but I, I do got to say it, it's just so unlikely. that, that yeah. I, I just can't imagine what it's like to have one of the worst teams in the NFL – you know, your fate's resting in their hands. Um, so I'm I the biggest take... Jaguars fan this week. I'm the biggest Jaguars fan. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I, I got to take the Colts, but I would love to see the Jaguars win this game. Yeah, and reportedly several Jaguars fans are expected to dress up in clown costumes <laughs> for the team not firing their GM along with Urban Meyer. So, you know, they'll at least dress interestingly for when the Jaguars win, you know. so Fair enough. Uh, we'll move over to the NFC side now for the playoff implication games over there. Let's start with Saints versus Falcons. Saints need this game to keep in the playoff hunt. Who do you got in this one? Uh, I got the Saints. I, I just haven't been impressed with the Falcons all year. And I think with the game on the line, the Saints defense is going to you know, dominate this one. And Taysom Hill gives them their best option on offense. And I think he'll do enough to get the job done. Yeah. Uh, 100%. I think this is going to be quite an ugly game, you know? I don't think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be yeah. kind of a, just hard to watch, you know? Not because it's a blowout, but because it's just not the best football. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, also, you got to think, could this potentially be Matt Ryan's final game as Falcons QB? Could be several. Could be several Val- Falcons veterans playing their final game in an Atlanta uniform this week. So next up, the other one with implications, 49ers versus Rams. 49ers win in their end. Rams win, and they clinch the division. We kind of gave a preview for it already, but uh, who, who you got for this one? Um, you know, like I said, I think I got the Rams. Both teams have something to play for. Both teams are going to play their best options. Uh, it's, it's hard for me to see that the Rams at their best can't beat the Niners at their best. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. I'm going to be rooting for the 49ers. You know, I'm, I know you want your Saints to get in, but uh, I would I, – don't get me wrong. I would much rather see the 49ers than the Saints. But, you know, That's if, the Saint, yeah, if the Saints get in, you would be psychic, and that would be amazing. So, <laughs> so you know, wh- wh- whoever gets in between those two, you know, it, it'll be interesting, no doubt. And then our final game pick of the NFL regular season and the biggest one on Sunday night football, Chargers versus Raiders. This man, Austin Hill, has been a huge Raiders supporter all year long. He was high on them in the season preview. He stuck with them the whole year. And despite off-the-field problems they have had, including a new one this week, they just have to win, and they are in the playoffs you going with the Raiders? Absolutely. I've been in on them all year. I'm going to be glued to my TV watching this one. I, you know, <laughs> I thought about trying to find a uh, Raiders jersey to buy on the internet. Uh, you know, I've been that pumped about this. I, I, you know, it'll blow my mind if they make the playoffs because nobody except me was counting them in. And so I, you know, it's going to make me so happy if they win this game and get in. I got to take the Raiders. I got to cheer them on. I got to see this happen. I got to see my dream <laughs> become a reality. Man, I'll tell you what, If you get Raiders and then Saints and Eagles 
All right. I I don't know I'm what I'm going to Vegas. I'm going to Vegas. Oh man. Um you know, first of all, let me say about the Raiders. Uh their interim coach, I, I forget how to pronounce his name. You know, he's got a – Yeah, I don't know how to say it either. Um, but he has done a terrific job and maybe made a case for him being the permanent head coach, maybe. Yeah, so, I know there are some questions around him. He's another special teams coach. But unlike Joe Judge, he has actually not let this team put their heads down. They've powered through it, and they made it this far, and now their playoff chances ride on them. Yeah, so, you know, it's going to be a great game. It's going to be in Vegas. But, 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 but. The Raiders, yes, they have Derek Carr. Yes, they will probably have Josh Jacobs. They have several pieces, but the Chargers have a man by the name of Justin Herbert, who I don't know if you know, he's become been one of the, been a pretty good quarterback this year. Yeah. So, I think it's going to be a thrilling finish, and I'm going to go with a tie. I'm kidding. I'm going. I'm going with the Chargers. Wow. <laughs> I, I think. I think it's going to come down to the wire in this one. I don't. I know sometimes these season finale games for a playoff spot turn into blowouts, usually from one side. But I really think this is going to be one that's going to stay close all the way throughout. But I think the Chargers sneak through at the very end and get the win. I sure hope not. <laughs> and that will do it for our final regular season episode of the NFL uh, Bull Take Podcast. Now, next week, it's playoff time. Absolutely. <laughs> it's the I'm best ready. time of year. Hopefully, we'll be able to do it in person. Ho- hopefully. Hopefully. But, uh, you know, even if we're not doing it in person, we're 100% going to bring you a playoff preview because I might need some of these playoff game picks to have a chance to beat this man across from me in the game picks. So uh, make sure you keep an eye out for that episode next week. But uh, thank you for listening. That is Austin Hill. I'm Austin Ware, and we want to thank you for listening.